On today's show, we've heard all the quotes. We've seen everything from Media Day. But who's making the biggest comeback in the NBA? Is it Zion? Is it Ben Simmons? Is it Kawhi? We've hyped them all up. Who's making the biggest impact? And then, of course, we'll play with all the fun stuff that happened on Media Day. We'll talk about it all on Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow is to comment below. Let us know. What was your favorite quote of Media Day? Who do you think is going to make the biggest comeback in the NBA, the biggest impact from all these players that are going to come back this year? There's a lot. There's a lot of players that are going to come back this year. Joining me to talk it all up, as always on a Thursday, not in Chicago, but from somewhere else, host of Lockdown Bulls. What you got for me, Pat the Designer? If I blink twice, send help. <laughs> He's being held hostage somewhere in, in the West. <laughs> for the audio listeners, that was several blinks. <laughs> as his roommate holds a knife over, over him. <laughs> You just see a face peek out from behind me slowly. Pull, pull off the, the rubber mask that was his face. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about NBA comebacks because last year we were a bunch of players were just out in the NBA. Like there was just a bunch by the yeah. end of the season. It seemed like it was more than normal. And so now we have all these stories of Zion Williamson's ramping up. He looks incredible in scrimmages. Looks so good. He's seamless. He's working seamlessly with the rest of the guys. That was the report coming out of Pelicans training camp. Ben Simmons, he's like, I got a block today in training camp. I got a block today in scrimmage. I blocked David Duke today, which haven't we all done on Twitter once or twice. But <laughs> but Ben Simmons is now in training camp. Kyrie Irving's back in training camp. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. are now back. Kawhi Leonard's yeah. looking swole. He said, I've been lifting for 15 months. Paul George is back. Chris Middleton's going to be back for the Bucks. Anthony Data Davis and LeBron James are back for the Lakers. Like, There's a bunch of players yeah. that are coming back. And so let's talk through some of these. Let's start with... Oh, boy. Let's start with our boys, the Nets. How big of an impact do you think Ben Simmons is going to make? And of this list, is he the biggest player that's going to make an impact in the East? Um, Biggest impact in the East is tough, right? Because he shares the court with Kyrie. And, I mean, Kyrie's always coming back. So that kind of <laughs> still, like, fits We at least saw mold, him right? end the season, though, right? Like, we at least, this is we at least saw that. But I, I, I think it kind of all depends on how they come out and use him, right? Like, it depends on how Steve Nash uses him. And we've heard talks that they're trying to play him at, like, the four, at the five, which could be useful for him, right? But then how's he going to get his offensive game? But I think that that could be something scary, right? Because let's be real. The best version of Kyrie we ever saw was Kyrie Irving playing next to LeBron James. Yeah. Because Kyrie is a two guard that just has really, really good handles. So if there's somebody to facilitate the ball to Kyrie Irving and allow him to just cook and be that on-ball dominant monster that he is, as long as he's on the court right, I think Ben Simmons has a huge impact on the Brooklyn Nets, absolutely brings them back into contention. And listen, um, Kevin Durant's one of those players that you can do whatever you want 
and I'm still going to get my 30. So now not only is Ben Simmons somebody who's on a team where, yeah, he might only average 12 points, like, but he's probably going to average 12 or 11, 12 assists, 10, 11 assists. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get you 10 rebounds. He's going to play great defense, and he doesn't have to be a scorer on this team. Remember, TJ Warren, we don't really know if he's a scorer or not, but he was the last time we saw him in the bubble. But he's <laughs> also been added to this team along with Seth Curry and a host of others. So I think Ben Simmons is going to have a huge impact on the Brooklyn Nets. And I, I like him there. I mean, all other issues aside, he, I like him with that team. He's the most overlooked player in the NBA right now because yeah. we, we everybody wrote him off, including myself. We're like, he's not going to have, he's not going to have any impact on this team. He's not going to play. This was all last year where everybody yeah, was saying yeah, yeah. this. Remember the team and the squad that the Nets threw out there. Like this squad was so bad in the playoffs. Yeah. KD lost confidence in the team. That was one of his whole things. I lost confidence in our team willing yeah. to work. Like this was the lineups they were throwing out there. They threw lineups out there at certain points that had three of Patty Mills, Goran Dragic, Seth Curry, and Kyrie. Like as the guards, they were throwing yeah. Andre Drummond out there, Blake Griffin out there in a couple playoff games. Uh, Nick Claxton was trying his best. Bruce Brown, he's gone now, but like these are the wing defenders that they were throwing out there. Like the defenders and the. You know, the, the guards, like they had three of those small guards in, at certain times in the playoffs. Having yeah. a guy like Ben Simmons with Durant, that it adds so much to this team. It's what they desperately needed. They needed somebody else to move the ball to to set up other guys. Durant yeah. did a pretty good job setting up guys last year. He became a, more of a playmaker than we had seen in the past. And I think Ben Simmons is going to add even more of that because, like you said, Kyrie is more of a, a scoring guard. And he averaged 27 yeah. points a game last year. Like he's he's going to do a lot. But Ben Simmons, I think, is such an overlooked part of this Nets team. It's going to be kind of clunky to try and figure out. But we've also never seen Ben Simmons with ball dominant guys like Durant and Kyrie. So it's going to yeah, be yeah. clunky to figure out. But I think they'll make it work. That one I'm interested in. The other one I'm interested in is Zion. I, I you know, I, 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 it sounded in jest like I was talking about him in, in scrimmages and everything, but it's because of how glowingly everybody talks about him. He's in the best shape of his life. Right. But he's going to have a huge impact because this that Pelicans team at the end of last year was good. They put the Suns to the ropes in the playoffs. What do we expect from Zion Williamson and this new look Pelicans team? I'm going to be honest with you. Zion to me probably has the biggest impact out of anybody as long as he's able to stay healthy, right? But you're talking about a guy who came into this NBA shooting it above 60% from the field and shooting it almost above, if I'm not mistaken, on, above on, 65% hold on, hold on. under the bucket. With Zion, we can't call it shooting. It's placing. He, well, yeah, he placed the ball in the basket at a 60%. Yeah, basically, very aggressively. He placed, like, placed the ball in there very aggressively. He bumps but and I, moves people out of the way and gets to the rim and places it. And here's the thing, right? You're not talking about Zion coming back to a, a team where Lonzo Ball's coming off your bench and you've got, you know... A, what Devontae Graham is a rookie on that team, right? You're talking about a team where you're coming back and yeah, oh, that's CJ McCullum. Oh, that's Brandon Ingram. Oh man, we've got we got a couple of big men on this team, right? We can compete. I think Zion Williamson being added back into this, especially with a point guard who's willing to facilitate and also has the ability to score himself. I think that's going to improve Brandon Ingram's game. I think that's going to improve Zion Williamson's game. I think he's going to open up lanes for him to drive to the bucket. And I think that that could lead the New Orleans Pelicans to a much higher playoff seed than any of us think that they could get mm. year one. Right. They were a playing team. I think they could be to the heights of a top five team in the Western Conference with Zion Williamson returning and having a fully healthy season. Wow. Wow. Big love for the Pelicans. The thing that I'm excited about for Zion specifically is that they don't have a ball like a ball dominant point guard. They yeah. have CJ McCollum that came in and played 
a little bit of guard for him. They have Brandon Ingram that played some like playmaker and like Point Zion. I listened to to Jake Madison locked on Pelicans a lot. Like Point Zion was an experiment they kind of ran, but that worked really well for them. So they have three guys that have been used as these pseudo point guards in Zion, yeah. Ingram, and CJ McCollum. It can all be used like that now, and so that's going to be really good for him. Plus, you can imagine Point Zion with. CJ McCollum on one side, Brandon Ingram spacing the floor, Herbert Jones, who's hasn't left the gym like since I don't know, he was born. And then like throw one other shooter. Maybe it's uh Jackson Hayes added a little bit more of a three. Maybe it's Trey Murphy that's you know a pretty decent shooter. Like, yeah. like throw one more shooter out there and throw a small ball lineup, and like that's just an unstoppable offense. I feel like with this team, right? Like, I wouldn't want to run that only because, and in my mind, right. I would if I'm defending that I let Zion do what he wants to do because I know if I try to double or or just collapse onto Zion Williamson he's gonna dunk on us anyway <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing we can do to stop him no so I might as well guard on the wings and make sure that CJ McCollum doesn't get an open look at three make sure Brandon Ingram doesn't get an open look at three right like I think the best thing for this team is the fact that CJ's there and Brandon can play that wing position and you've got I mean listen as much as we Larry Nance over there, right? Like a lot of pieces over there yeah. that can stretch the floor for you. Uh, um, what, what's the other big man? Valanchunas is over there. He can stretch the floor for you a little bit, right? Like not far, but he can stretch it a little bit. But I, I just, I feel like there's so much on that Pelicans team that adds to the success. And then you're adding Zion Williamson back into that. Oh, by the way, he was one of the best players in the NBA his first two years in. <laughs> Uh, for sure. All right, coming up, let's get into some of these other guys. Who else can make a big a big impact uh, in the comeback? The Nuggets guys, the Clippers guys, the Lakers guys are all kind of making comebacks here. And we'll talk about them and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. They have the championship odds. The Celtics have fallen now. The Golden State Warriors are number one at plus 575. That'll make Cyrus Satsa's Locked On Warriors host happy because <laughs> they're number one in every list here on, on Bet Online. The Nets, who we've been talking about, are plus 750. They're still top five in championship odds. I do not understand that, even though we just talked them up a little bit. I don't get that their odds are higher than, say, the Nuggets. The Nuggets are at plus 1,800. I would take those. I almost want to take those odds. You put down 100 bucks on the Nuggets to win the championship, and they do, you win $1,800. Which team has Kevin Durant? Which team has the two-time MVP, Jokic? Which team has Kevin Durant? How, how many titles has Kevin Durant won? <laughs> Two. <laughs> uh, all right. So go check out Bet Online. They don't just have NBA, they have football too. You can go check out NFL, everything. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Pat. We're continuing to talk about the biggest NBA comebacks this year. Ben Simmons is going to make a big impact on the Nets, Zion Williamson making a big impact on the Pelicans. Now let's focus on the Denver Nuggets because I <laughs> was asked by many Dallas Mavericks as I did media day and I had interviews with them. Uh, my co-host Isaac asked each Maverick individually, what's the question you guys have for us? Flip the tables on us. We're media. You guys get all these questions on media day. You ask us a question. Every single one of them to a T asked, where are the Mavs going to finish? Where are the Mavs going to finish? They all asked us that. And Theo Pinson looked at me and said, where are the Mavs going to finish? And I was like, three or four in the West. And he goes, who's one? And I was like, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> and he looks over at the guy that was walking him around at media day and goes, the fuck? Like, 
he says he drops the F bomb in the middle of our interview. He looks over and the whole room just starts cracking up. Everybody that was working with us and Isaac and everybody just cracked up. He's like, I did not expect that. Why are we not expecting the Denver Nuggets to be really good this year? Because I am expecting them to be good. Because health has been such a question, a part of this team with every player outside of Jokic, right? Like every player that matters on this team outside of Jokic has had injuries that have either lingered for a long time or have had multiple injuries that have gone into long stints in the season, right? Like I think that, listen, I'll be the first to tell you, right? I almost, my my co-host over on the breeze, uh, uh, Ringo, always jokes about how distraught I was when the Chicago Bulls did not draft Michael Porter Jr. and instead went with <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr. We got the wrong junior is what I'm saying, right? Like I've been watching him since 14. He's a baller. He's a bucket. When he walks on a court, just put 30 there and I'm sure he'll get to it. But the amount of time he walks on a court is the issue. He's got all the ability in the world, but the worst ability he's got right now is availability. And so I think that that's going to be, that's the part where with Denver, right? Like I expect Jokic to be there. I don't know how how often Michael Porter Jr. is going to be on the court. If he's on the court, they're a top team. If he's not, right? And I think there's a multitude of players we can say that about on that Denver team, and I think that's the biggest concern. The Nuggets, to me, I think it's the same for LeBron for forever. It's the same for Luka right now and Jokic yeah. right now and Giannis right now. They cover yeah. up so much other stuff. Yeah, They cover up so much that if they just get a little help, you get one Jalen Brunson – that is good for a playoff run, you can make the Western Conference Finals. You can win yeah. a couple rounds if you just get a little help. And that's yeah. what Jamal Murray's coming back to do. Jamal Murray's going to come back to help, and I think he's going to make a huge impact just because he's just one more shooter. Like, think about the players that they were playing in the playoffs last year in that first-round series, and you're like, man, I just – I don't who's – who's he passing to? I mean, it's, it's – here's the top players in, in shots. Jokic obviously took the most. Will Barton was next. He, he shot well from three, like decently. Aaron Gordon yeah. was after that. Then Monty Morris, like he was fine from three. Like Now they have Jamal Murray. He's just a yeah. different level than those other guys. Uh, by the way, it was it was Monty Morris, Bones Highland, and the DeMarcus Cousins was their sixth leading like shot taker. Now you're adding Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back to this team yeah. to take shots to get Jokic. They all of a sudden have this starting lineup that is so, so – I think this is the best starting lineup in the NBA. I think – Jokic with Aaron Gordon, Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Jamal Murray. That's such a good starting lineup that Jokic can make that the best lineup in the NBA. I agree with you. I don't disagree. Listen, I, if they're healthy, right, you view them as and, – and, right, Jamal Murray's not a little help. Jamal Murray's serious help, right? Michael Porter Jr. is serious help. If you've got either one of them last year, we might be talking about the Denver Nuggets being a Western Conference final team, maybe a finals representative. (laughs) I agree with you, right? But the question mark is there because we've been saying that for, what, three years now? Well, it was different last year because he's just literally like Jamal literally wasn't there. Well, that's what I mean. But I mean, Jamal Murray was a little in and out of the lineup uh, uh, 2020, got, got right around the bubble play dominant in the bubble, right? After that, Jamal Murray's been up and down since then. He's had, uh, what, two two injuries since then, right? Like, And so I'm not saying that if these guys are there, they're not going to be a dominant team. I think they are. I agree with you. But the question mark for me is, are they going to be there? Michael Porter Jr. basically missed his first two years in the NBA. 
And so that I think that two years. Wait a minute. When did he get drafted? Twenty. Say I think you're overdoing that. T twenty nineteen. He missed first year in the NBA, and then right. he was drafted. 20, last year. he was drafted twenty eighteen. He was in the Dennis Smith Junior draft. He didn't uh, play. No, his he was year. he was in the Luca draft. He, he didn't, didn't play, play his rookie year. He played fifty five games his first year, sixty one the second year, which are both fine because those are those are limited seasons. Like those are seventy two game seasons, and then he only played nine games last year. So he missed first one and then most recent one basically. So he came back second half there because he came in with an injury. You would be right? you would be right saying he missed two of his first four years, not his two, first two. Two, two of his first four years, yeah. yeah. But yeah. but I mean, like I think I think that's the question mark on all of those guys where it's like, I think when they're on the floor, dominant. How often are they going to be on the floor? And what part of the season are they missing? Listen, if you play sixty-one right. games going into the playoffs, beautiful. If you play sixty-one games and you get hurt on the back end of twenty, now I'm going into the playoffs without one of my best scores. And that's the question. It's a question of, of when. But if yeah. they're back and they're healthy, I think those guys are making a huge impact I would on the Nuggets. And I think they're probably going to play this team in the Western Conference Finals if I had to make a bet right now on Bet Online. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. They're getting Kawhi back and Paul George, who were out the last half of last year. That's the laugh you're going with for Kawhi there? Is the, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Is this the best team in the NBA? The Clippers. With these two I'll, back healthy. I, I'll say this, right? If you had told me this team without some of these names, I'd still say it's a pretty good team. But you're talking about a team that's coming in adding Robert Covington. Yeah. Getting Nicholas Batum back. You've got Kawhi Leonard. You've got Terrence Mann. You've got Marcus Morris. Norman Powell who is, at times can be a bucket. I'm not going to lie to you. Outside of that, right, like everybody's hype about John Wall. I don't know what John Wall we're going to get, but this they, team to me is a finals contender without John Wall. They don't need John Wall to do anything. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I was like, I was like, what's he going to do? Just come off the bench and go to the bucket? Like, That's perfect. fine. <laughs> like this team to me is so good in the Western Conference, right? I don't know if I don't know if I'm writing the Warriors off just yet, just because they've been there, they're experienced, they know what they're doing, and they've got some youth on their side. But I look at this uh, uh, um, Clippers team, and the only question mark that I ever have with them is who's going to control the ball. I don't think John Wall starts, but you either have to have PG or Kawhi to me control the ball, playing that point forward position for them to go as far as they can. They just have so many good jump shooters. Reggie yeah. Jackson, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann can put up buckets in the in the playoffs all of a sudden. Kawhi, obviously incredible. Paul George, Marcus Morris, Batum hits threes. Yep. Like all of a sudden you're just looking Powell. at this team and you're going, they could just jump shoot you to death. Yeah. And and they're so deep. They're having questions like, all right, well, who's the 10th man on this team and who's the last player? Like Luke Kennard was one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA last year and is like the the might not get minutes on yeah. this on this team like at all. Literally led the league in three-point percentage is not going to get minutes on on this Clippers team. Uh, so they're going to be able to withstand all the load management. They're going to be able to withstand all the uh you know, injuries that possibly come to these guys. Yeah. And then they have a lot of options. The only thing is if Zubats goes down with any kind of injury, and he had a little injury scare in Eurobasket, if he goes down with any kind of injury, all of a sudden you're talking about, all right, is Moses Brown, is uh, Musa Diabate their two-way guy? Like, yeah, is that yeah. the guy we're bringing up? Like, after outside of those three guys, Batum is their next tallest guy, and they have to go find somebody since they lost Hartenstein. So that's their only real big question to me is any kind of big man. Because if they're playing a Jokic, then 
who's gu- who's guarding him if, but if, you know if Zubats I, goes I, down? I, I he, always have the same saying with it, right? Who's guarding him anyway? Right? Like, is Zubac really slowing down Nikola Jokic? It's true. But it's different, especially in a playoff series. When you have somebody to at least slow him down, at at least an Andre Iguodala to slow down LeBron a little bit. Like, to make it tough on him. Then to have have nobody... But Andre Iguodala legitimately made it tough. Like, he he made LeBron... LeBron averaged like 40 points in that playoffs when when Iguodala won the finals yeah, MVP but, but but also on like the worst shooting percentage of his career like he actually <laughs> made it tough he just took a whole lot of shots so th- like think of another example I mean there, there's a bunch of others but at yeah, least yeah, yeah. at least to slow him down as opposed to all right this guy can just get whatever he wants and he's just stepping in and Jokic can just score at will because that playing against a team like that you have to be so good on the offensive end to make up for it but I think the thing is right with that team okay yeah, Jokic is killing us. Jokic is going to kill us anyway. We we can throw whatever at him we want to try and slow him down, right? But guess what? MPJ is not going to kill us because I got Kawhi on him. Jamal Murray is not going to kill us because I'll put PG on him, right? Like, I can, I have enough pieces on this team where, yeah, sure, we'll put Norman Powell on uh, 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 Jokic or we'll put uh, um, Robert Covington on Jokic just for length. Every, there's so many. I've I've got I've got so many pieces on this team that's gonna shut down the rest of your team. Yo, could you better put up sixty a night? <laughs> like that's that's where this Clippers team is at. It's like if we have to go to small ball, yeah, it'll suck at the five, but we're still gonna kill you everywhere else. Coming up, let's have some fun. We're gonna play our favorite game every single week, count it up. where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. The Spurs making some headlines here. Um, the Spurs have an injury that I don't think people are talking about in the way that we should be talking about it's wild uh pop said some stuff um durant said some stuff there's a lot of stuff there's some fun stuff to talk about and count it out but stuff we'll do was it. said stuff was said and we'll do it next all right pat we're continuing on locked on nba today and let's play our favorite game every single week count it up count it up count it up count it where we count out the most interesting fun things in the nba let's start here our boy Patrick Beverly, who says the most at all times, told oh ESPN God. that Russell Westbrook has been his best friend in camp so far. Count it up. How many caps? Scale of one cap to five caps. <laughs> uh, I don't believe any Patrick lies, so I'm going to say uh, no caps out there. Uh, Russ and, Russ and uh, Pat Bev are, are heading out to uh, go get matching tattoos of each other's faces on uh, on their on their forearms. I'd, I'd love to see it. Can you? I can I get six caps? Like I I don't I don't believe Patrick Beverly at all at this. Yeah, I think this is how, this is all show, right? Like Patrick how, how Beverly cool. ended Russell Westbrook's season one year, right, right. and Russell Westbrook is definitely somebody to get over something like that. Well, I I think that's the part that we're like where I call it the most cap, right? Because the only situation I can think so of many is caps. like. And it's a stretch of a situation, right? But like Rodman coming to the Bulls after like almost taking out Scottie Pippen and messing <laughs> him up, right? Like that's the one situation I can think of. Where, but then it's like, well, Scottie Pippen doesn't look like he holds. Well, actually, never mind. He imagine still if, hates Michael Jordan. Imagine if Matt Barnes with the with the fake basketball <laughs> like throw at Kobe's face. Imagine if he had connected and broke Kobe's nose. Like that, this is what we're talking about when we're yeah. talking about Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, all Kobe we're taking we're taking all the caps. <laughs> 
Kevin Durant at Nets Media Day said said the most as well. Locked on Nets had to do a whole podcast on just him because there was so much out of their media day. Uh, he was asked the question, can you provide assurance to Nets fans that you won't ask for a trade during the offseason or this season when things get tough? Kevin Durant said this, I don't feel like I've got to prove anything to Nets fans after three years. I'm committed to moving forward with this team. If you got doubts, that's on you. Let's play this game again. How many caps? Six. Because didn't Kevin Durant Cut. say right before he was asked that question that he had doubts coming in? And that's why he asked for Ky- the trade. Kyrie is rubbing off on him. Like, there's no... there's. <laughs> I don't understand. And then he went after the guy, Matt Brooks, on Twitter saying, this is why I don't talk to you lames or whatever he called them because this is out of context. I don't understand how this is out of context at all. They literally asked you, can you provide assurance that you're not going to ask for a trade? And he's like, I don't have to prove anything. What just happened the whole (laughs) offseason? I want want to get your thought process on this, right? (laughs) I, I had my doubts, and that's why I asked for a trade. Well, can you can you tell us that you're not going to ask for a trade again? I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to anybody. prove anything. If you doubt me, then that's on you. Like I just wanted, the, I wanted the, I wanted that to be heard on the podcast. What's the TikTok sound where it's like? It's okay if you do it. It's not okay if I do it. What's the What's that TikTok sound? <laughs> Duh, Kevin, you got to chill. You got to chill, Kevin. Kevin. Also at Nets Kevin. Media Day, we had we had Markeith Morris with his uh, individual take on this, who said, with the whole Kevin Durant, Kyrie, all the drama that the Nets had over the offseason, quote, it's like breaking up with a girlfriend. You get back with her, same stuff, same differences until you make it work. Can it work? Yeah. I broke up with my wife a couple times. We still married. Count it up. How many times can you break up with somebody before you're just like, it's done? How, what are the times? Count it up. I mean, here, here's the thing, right? Like, if you break up with them once, you're just getting back together to run back the same issues again. So, like, you think one, <laughs> like, you, count you count out one breakup and you're done. Well, you're, 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 you're married, right? Like, how many times did you guys ever break up? Uh, I never, no, I never broke up I with never my wife. Broke up, I never broke up with my wife. Not we a break, not a break up. or anything. You never did Ross nah, Geller on we, a break. Nah, we never split up. We never split up. I, I think the thing is right. Like if you split up, it's for a reason. And you usually don't come back together because that reason was resolved. You usually come back together because you compromised. And that's exactly what the Brooklyn Nets have done with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had to compromise because guess what? What did he say? He said, the owner told me that I'm too good to just give away. That's a compromise. <laughs> oh, I feel good about that. I'm too oh. good to just give away. You don't want to be. Isn't that? Wait, hold on. Isn't that a hostage situation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what are we doing? No, that's right now? that's your name is on the lease, and I'm not letting you out of this lease. <laughs> we can't break up. You can't move out because your name is still on the lease. This will no, affect they, your they, credit. Let's hit him with a hey. It's not me. <laughs> issue it's, it's us it's all of it's us a, the it's the entire world we are the world oh we are the God. children That's, <laughs> so one time to break up bro nets it's, media day is wild bro how's nets media day almost nearly as wild as celtics and sons media day that makes no sense to me bro well, we knew that one was gonna be bad um this one this one got me uh on, at um at rockets media day 
Kevin Porter Jr. said, we don't want to be a half-court team. If you don't got to run plays, why run them? If you can steal the ball every time, throw that thing long and get a layup, why Why not? Count it up. How many wins for the Rockets this year when that's your starting point guard talking about and he doesn't have to run plays? I mean, they still going to have 20 wins, but he's going to average 28. <laughs> he's going to have to. <laughs> What's the uh, they had a hundred and <laughs> they had 130 dropped on them 15 16 times last year? Is it more or less than that when he's talking about not, not I'm gonna take the over? I ain't yeah, gonna lie to you. I'm gonna take the over because they got to play the lead, they got to play the east at least eight times with top eight teams. Well, and I'm, I think all I think all of them can drop 130 on. <laughs> On the Houston Rockets. I mean, they're gonna get a little better, but when you're you're talking about this, like there's just pro- there's there's problems with that team. Oh my god. Um, speaking of problems on a team, Greg Popovich at Spurs Media Day leans into a microphone, and says, "I probably shouldn't say this. Nobody here should go to Vegas and bet on this team to win the championship." Count it up. How many games are the Spurs winning this year? <laughs> it's less than oh, the Rockets. Man. Can we agree on that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, right? Because Spurs thinking- won 34 games last year. They traded DeJounte Murray. They Kelton Johnson has a dislocated shoulder we'll talk about in a minute. Jakob Pertl is going to get traded in like a minute. He's the- <laughs> They started camp, and Popovich said the only starter guaranteed is Jakob Pertl. That's the, that's the only one. <laughs> Poor Devin Vassell. He's got no- <laughs> Vassell, I mean, Kelton Johnson... Kelton Johns is hurt, but yeah, but I, I, I think, oh man, they really might be a 20 win team, dude. Is this going to be the worst Spurs team we've seen since they went out and got Jim Duncan? For sure. For sure. This is the worst team. I mean, yeah. How many games that team win that year? Is this going to be worse than that? It might be. There's less here for sure. <laughs> All right. Their lowest winning percentage ever in the history of their, they 1997. Yeah. They yeah. had 20 wins. Out of eighty-two games, they I think tw- they'll they'll probably they'll probably be two games better than that. I'll give them two games. Twenty-two. I, the West is so good. Like the, the teams at the top of this NBA this year are so good. The the thing is, they're gonna they're gonna play hard and they'll catch teams off guard every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll still give them. You give them over. Let's just do over under 20, twenty-two. And, 20 I, I'll and give and them half. the over on the twenty. I I'll, I'll yeah. give them the over. Okay, here's Keldon Johnson. This via Lockdown Spurs, who had a, a great medical doctor on to talk about this whole thing. Keldon Johnson is out with a posterior shoulder dislocation, which to me just sounds like medical stuff. Like, I don't know what that means. It just sounds like a shoulder dislocation to me. But this doctor comes on Lockdown Spurs and says, that's like 2 to 5% of all dislocations he's ever seen. Like, it's a very rare type of, di- of shoulder dislocation. He said, this usually only happens... When you have a seizure, you put your hand on a dashboard of a car and are on like a major, major car accident, or you get struck by lightning. Count it up. Was Keldon Johnson struck by lightning because he has this really rare shoulder injury that was caused by an extreme amount of of force, and he, that the lightning strike one really caught me off guard. <laughs> it's either that or he talked trash to Bobby Portis and he punched him. Like I don't, I don't know. He said something I, bad to Tim Duncan at Manu's Hall of Fame thing. What were you doing, Keldon? Like that is crazy to me. I don't that, really have accounted up for it. I just wanted to say I, that. That, that is that is wild, dude. Like, I mean, that's like 
Is this a real thing though? Like, in, is this a real injury that he has? Posterior like, shoulder dislocation. It's it's really rare, rare shoulder dislocation. It happens with when so much pressure happens that it only usually happens during a seizure, major car accident. When he said, when you literally put your hand on the dashboard, like not just the car accident, you have to have like a crazy amount of force, or he gets struck by lightning. Like that is. That's nuts. Keldon, so, um, Keldon Johnson don't jump that high to like miss and he come does. down that hard. I think does he does. He, so yeah, he gets up. That. He gets up. He we gets saw up him. When, he saw him in the Olympics. But there you go. That's locked on NBA. We're <laughs> having the fade there. <laughs> so many Olympics. I was done talking about Keldon Johnson. I, I hope the best for him in his injury. Hope he gets better. That's Locked On NBA. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd's got you held down with all the best stuff in fantasy. He's the GOAT. He's the best one out there. Literally, the entire NBA landscape. Find me a fantasy basketball guy better than Josh Lloyd. You can't. You'll just come back empty-handed. So go check him out. Locked On NBA Fantasy Basketball. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Boom!